right. Hey, let's jump into the Word of God today. Uh, we're still talking about the kingdom of God and some, some of the wonderful uh, aspects of it. it it's, a, it's a challenge to live in the kingdom of God, to live in the kingdom of heaven, to have heaven on earth. You know, we, we've studied, the book, uh, book of Romans says that uh, the kingdom of heaven is, is not about eating and drinking, or, or, or in other words, laws, rules. Uh, some folks join Christianity and they think they're checking off a bunch of rules. That's not what the kingdom of God is about. But, but Paul said it's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And we've talked about that. Where does the Holy Spirit dwell? Inside of us, which means the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. Jesus even said, he said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Uh, and, he, and he was telling that to a bunch of Pharisees, <clears throat> a bunch of uh, kind of um, grouchy old religious folk, right? And he said, he said the kingdom of, of God is within you. Uh, we, we've talked about... Uh, the, how to access the kingdom of God. Jesus said, not, not all of you who are calling me Lord, Lord are going to enter into the kingdom. It doesn't mean that they're not going to go to the sweet by and by when the time to die is. But he's talking about not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord enters into the kingdom of heaven because they're not being obedient to me. Uh, so we've learned that uh, entrance into heaven, righteousness, peace, and joy in your life comes via total obedience and surrender to his lordship. Uh, that doesn't always uh, match up with our, our modern Christianity where we just kind of like to cherry pick, you know, what we like and don't like and everything else. And, hey, you know, don't, don't you judge me. Only God can judge me. And, and yeah, true, but at the same time, uh, not everyone who calls him Lord has truly made him Lord. 100% submission in their life. And then Jesus even said, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. I'll tell you how to access it. So what, whatsoever you bind on earth or whatever you don't permit on earth needs to be whatever is already not permitted in heaven. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose or whatsoever you permit on earth shall be permitted in heaven. Well, what is heaven? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. He's not talking about the sweet by and by, the cosmic city floating around where he's sitting on his throne somewhere on the edge of the galaxy, okay? Not, uh, uh, and, and that's not saying that we don't have our eternal abode. We do. Uh, to, the, Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. Uh, so I've got some loved ones who are currently present with Christ right now. And, and the day will come. In uh, God's timing, we will all be present with Christ in that capacity. But in the meantime, we, we, the good news of the gospel is the first sermon that Jesus preached. The kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is near. How near? He said, hey, it's within you. Righteousness, peace, and joy. And because of his blood sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection and our faith in that, and he gives us the faith to believe in that, we can have access into that kingdom. So that is the foundation of what which we've been doing. So there's something that we actually get to experience when you're living in the kingdom, when you're living in righteousness, peace, and joy. And like I said, it's a challenge to live in that mindset, to live in that spirit. Things happen in your life that frustrate you. Things happen in your life that irritate you. Things happen in your life that cause you pain and disappointment. And, and, and yet, you know, so sometimes you can get knocked off of that. I, I wish with all my heart, I could tell you that, man, I have mastered the word of God and I walk around 100% of the time in this spirit of the kingdom of heaven. I walk around with a mindset of righteousness, peace, and joy all the time. I don't. <laughs> I'm learning to, you know. There are times that things come up in my life 
and, and I have to deal with them. But then, it, you know, 2 Corinthians tells us uh, that, that we tear down uh, every thought, every, every argument, everything that is contrary to the knowledge of God. And it says that we take into captivity every thought into obedience to Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is the word of God. So sometimes your thoughts are going to go crazy, isn't it? That's really the battlefield is your mind and your thoughts. And so you're going to have those days that your thoughts run rampant and do damage and everything else. And, and, and yet, it doesn't mean that you're living in obedience. It just means that you have to take authority over those thoughts, bring them captive back into obedience to Christ or the word of God. When you start bringing those, okay, I've thought this stuff too long. Let me compare it to the word of God. Well, now all of a sudden it is captive to what the word of God has to say. And that's the keys to get back into the kingdom. You remember, whatever you bind or whatever you don't allow on earth needs to be what's not allowed in heaven. So in other words, if God told you not to do it, don't do it. If God told you to do it, do it. On earth as it is in heaven. Where do we say heaven was? In the Holy Spirit, right? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Where's the Holy Spirit? In us. What, where is earth? What are we made of? Earth. So if you want the word of God to manifest in your life, in your physical life, as it's manifesting in, in your spirit, just do the word of God. And faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, right? All right, so let's get into our lesson. Every spiritual blessing. Everyone use, uh, say the word every. every. Now, how, how can you put a number on Every. <laughs> Not, not necessarily. It, it just means all, everything. Ephesians chapter 1, 3 through 14. We're going to take a look at this. All praise and glory to God. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. So in the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom of God, in this concept, this mindset, this consciousness of righteousness, being righted with God, uh, being at peace in your life, the peace that passes understanding. He said, I will give you my peace, not peace that the world can give, but my peace. And then joy, righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy isn't, always, joy isn't happiness. It goes beyond happiness, okay? Uh, you can be joyful and still not be happy about some things. But in this, in this mindset of righteousness, peace, and joy, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, okay? Because we are united with Christ. We are united with Christ Jesus. So we have been united or aligned with Christ Jesus. And because of that, we can have every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. How many spiritual blessings are you blessed with? All of them. Paul, Paul tries to list some of them out for us. We're going to take a look at it in the rest of this, in the rest of this passage. Uh, now, is it an exhaustive, comprehensive list? I don't know. He did a good job. I think it sums up everything we need. So verse 4, even before he made the world. So here he, he's starting to list out what these blessings are. And, and I want us to meditate on them this week. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. 
So here we are, spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm. Here's two of them if you want to keep track of them. And we'll list them all out at the end again. You were loved prior to being created. The Bible says, before I was in my mother's womb, you knew me. Isn't that awesome that he created you with a purpose that has to do with his kingdom? We talked about that last week. And that sometimes you got to go through the, the labor of life to get the kingdom that he planted in you. Because you remember last week we said in Ecclesiastes, he has planted eternity in the hearts of men. And, and, he, and, he, and he causes labor and, and some difficult times in order to exercise or to get that kingdom that's inside of us out. It helps birth it into the world. So you were loved prior to being created. And God already decided in Christ that you are holy. That means set apart. He has set you apart. He said, you know, oh, hey, hang on, hang on. We're going to put this one aside for something special. Isn't that awesome? And without fault in the eyes of God. So you have been set apart and you are without fault in Christ Jesus. That means no lack, no limitation. There's no flaws in you. Stop looking at yourself and seeing flaws. Say, well, I am imperfect. Well, he made you that way. You're imperfectly perfect or perfectly imperfect, however you want to say it, right? God already decided in Christ that you are holy and set apart and without fault. Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verse 5, we're continuing. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So here we go. Here's another benefit, another blessing. God already decided to adopt you into his family through Christ. You are not an orphan and you have a family name. Isn't that wonderful? You belong to a family. You're not alone. He, it goes all the way back to Abraham. He told Abraham, he said, go ahead and leave your father's house and follow me. I will give you a name. He told Abram that. He changed his name to Abraham. God, God changed it. He merged his name with Abraham's or with Abram's. He said, I'll give you a name. I'll give you a family. And he does the same with us. We now get to wear the name of Christ Jesus. We have a family name. And, we, and we've been adopted. We've been merged onto it. He, he planned that from the start. Isn't that pretty awesome? Uh, my daughter, Lily Grace Butler, we adopted from Taiwan. We started the process. I was in the process of adopting her before she was even born. Isn't that awesome? I didn't even, I didn't even know she existed at the time or that she was going to exist. Uh, matter of fact, I thought we would be getting a two, uh, uh, maybe around a two or three-year-old. And I got a call and said, hey, we, we have a six-week-old. Now, for, for a year prior to her conception, I was in preparation and had intentions on adopting her. And, so, and sure enough, she's mine. 11 years old, rules the world. And that's exactly how it was with Christ. Before you were even thought of or conceived, he already had plans to adopt you. From the foundations of the world, the lamb was slain, the Bible says. It was all part of his plan. Isn't that awesome? So he decided to adopt you, and he wanted to do this. God wanted to do this. Why? Because it made him happy. Isn't that a beautiful blessing? 
to know that you actually make God happy. So many Christians live their whole life trying to perform good enough, be good enough, act good enough, smell good enough, talk good enough, whatever. Attend enough Bible studies, attend enough church, you know, carry the company line and hopefully God will be happy with me. God was already happy with you that he adopted because he had plans to adopt you. It's a beautiful grace. Verse 6, so we praise God for the glorious grace, glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. So if you belong to Christ, there is glorious grace poured out on you. Oh, there we are. Come on, back it up, back it up. All right, you may have to help me out, Erica. Go to the next one for me. After verse 6. There we are. Because of Christ, God pours, I love it, glorious grace and rich kindness, which actually comes from the next verse, on you. So unearned favor, unmerited favor is what grace means. Okay? So this, when I was a youth pastor, this was how I used to explain the difference between mercy and grace. Praise God for mercy. But grace takes it all the more further, Right? Say I buy a brand new Lamborghini and I, I give you the keys and I say, hey, take it for a spin, have at it. And you take it for a spin and you wind up wrecking it. And then I show up, the cops are there, ambulance is there, you know, you're wrecked, you ran into a truck, he's wrecked. And all of a sudden I tell you, hey, don't worry about the car. Are you Okay. I can replace the car, but I can't replace you. Are you okay? That's mercy. I'm not coming down on you. I'm not making you pay for it. I had mercy on you. Grace is I show up and say all that, and then I say, well, I'll tell you what. Hey, let's go get pizza. <laughs> it just adds on top. You say, what, what do you mean? I just wrecked your car. Yeah. I go, hey, hey, let me bless you on top of that. That's grace. It's not that you are just forgiven but it's the fact that he blesses you on top of it. Why didn't, I I don't deserve any of it. That's the point. I didn't even do anything to earn it. That's the point. That's grace. And it's glorious. It's not just grace. No, it's glorious grace, according to the word of God. Verse seven, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. I love that. So here's another one. He paid for your freedom, so you're free. He that the Son has set free is free indeed. Has, has, has Christ set you free today? Are you a believer in Christ? Let me see your hand. If you're a believer in Christ, then you are free. You're free, period, free. Jail cells open. Say, well, I, I struggle with this. I struggle with that. Choose not to. You're free. Okay? Move on into your freedom. You're free, and he forgave your sins through the blood of Jesus. Your record is clean. We all have a clean slate. And we have access to wisdom and understanding for all situations in your life. James James said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask. And God will richly, he's not going to shame you because you don't understand. You don't have wisdom. Go to God and ask. Lord, give me wisdom for the situation. Give me understanding. And it said that he will, he'll give it to you abundantly. Isn't that awesome? That's a, it's a huge spiritual blessing. And it can be found in the heavenly realms. Okay? Everyone still with me? I know y'all got some barbecue you want to light up. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get you there. Verse 9. 
9 through 11. So this is a big swath here, okay? God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ. You remember last week in Ecclesiastes, we talked about that he put eternity in the heart of men, and then he, he kept men from understanding it from the beginning to the end. In other words, he's got a purpose for you, and he doesn't let you in on all of it, because if you understood the path you had to take, you probably wouldn't do it. If you knew some of the challenges you were going to face in order to get heaven out of you into your world, you, you, you probably back off and cower away from it and say, ah, no, that's all right. I don't know if it's worth it. It is worth it. I promise you that. But look, look in the heavenlies, God has now revealed to us his, mystery, his uh, mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. He has a plan for you. It's going to come to pass. And this is the plan. Say, so what's the plan for my life? Well, here it is. Verse 10. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ Jesus. He wants you in the heavenlies. He wants you in heaven. Righteous, peace, and joy. And he said, what's the keys? The keys is, if I said to do it, do it. If I said not to do it, don't do it. So he is going to align your, not only your spirit, but your soul, you remember we talked about the soul, the root word is suke, it means mind, it means your consciousness, your will, that which makes you human. Uh, you can't hurt your spirit, but you can hurt a soul. Uh, but he's going to align everything. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ Jesus. So his plan is this, for you, everything about you to be submitted to the authority of Christ Jesus. Everything in heaven, where is heaven? Within us. Everything on earth, what are you made of? Earth. Furthermore, because we are united or aligned with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God for which he chose us in advance and he makes everything, I love this, he makes everything work out according to his plan. And then also say, man, I messed my life up. I know God had a plan for me, but I messed things up. I think I missed the boat because that was years ago. You are not powerful enough to thwart the plan of God in your life. Don't flatter yourself that much. Say, but you don't understand what's happened in my life. I understand this. According to his word, he will make everything work out for that plan to take place. There have been things that, God, that I knew God had for me waiting for me. And because things weren't going the way I thought that they should go, there were times in my life I tried to walk away from it. I tried to throw it away. I tried to get rid of it. And it kept coming back in, on my plate in front of me. It would find its way. I'd take a left turn when I knew God wanted me to take a right. And it would come back to me. My route would wind up back on the will and plan of God. And that's what he's saying. This is his plan. The plan is... For you to submit to him so that you can access the heavenlies. And not only that, furthermore, because you're not united with Christ, he's got an inheritance waiting on you. And he's going to make everything work out according to his plan. So he's going to let you in on his mysteries. So there you go. Here's another spiritual blessing. He lets you in on the secrets of the mysteries of his good plan for your life. You start figuring out Every time I take a wrong turn, I wind up back here. Huh. 
you must want me to take this path. That's just the way it works. Verse 12, God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ, this is Paul writing, so, so he was a Jew, we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. So he didn't just pour the Holy Spirit out to the good Jewish people who believed and trusted in him on the, on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts. He also poured out the Holy Spirit at Cornelius' house, who was, who was a Gentile. And on all the Gentile believers, there, after Peter preached the good news of the gospel at Cornelius' house, the Holy Spirit was poured out on them as well as a, as a confirmation of this inheritance. Okay? So, though you are a Gentile... I'm assuming, I'm not sure if we have any, uh, any Jews in the house today, right? So I'm assuming we're all Gentiles predominantly here. Though you are a Gentile, you have heard the truth and good news of his gospel. The gospel was first preached to, to the children of Israel, to the house of God in Israel. The, 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 the chosen according to Abraham's covenant. But the good news is that we've received the good news too as a Gentile, right? And we are filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a mark of his inheritance. It's, a, it's confirmation of his inheritance. Verse 14, the spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. So if you believe in Christ Jesus today and you are filled with his Holy Spirit it is a guarantee. Say, how do I know he's going to give me this inheritance that you keep talking about? The Holy Spirit, that's the guarantee. All right, let's see if this is going to work for me. There we are. So, look at that. Let's all stand. That's all I got today. Sorry, that's all I got. It's empty. All right, as the musicians come, we're just going to review this. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. You need to tell yourself that this week. When you're facing uh, challenges, when you're getting frustrated, when things look bleak, whatever you face, you need to say, you know what? I am blessed with all, every, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. And here they are. This is the way Paul listed them out. You were loved prior to being created. God already decided in Christ that you are holy and set apart and without fault. God already decided to adopt you into his family. It was all part of his plan. Through Christ, you are not an orphan and you have a family name. He wanted to do this because it made him happy. Because of Christ, God pours glorious grace and rich kindness on you, unearned favor. He paid for your freedom. You are free and forgave your sins through the blood of Jesus. Your record is clean. You have access to the wisdom and understanding for all situations in your life. He lets you in on the secret mysteries of his good plan. Though you are a Gentile, you have heard the truth and good news of his gospels. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a guarantee that you will inherit it. All he, you will inherit all he has promised to you. Hey, that's some good blessings today. We are a blessed people. You're blessed. Why? Well, because you get to live in this nation. Well, sure, that's a blessing. But you're blessed because you live in the kingdom too. You have access to the kingdom. And the kingdom travels with you. 
because it's in you. You can be in the most dangerous spot on the planet. You can be in the poorest spot on the planet and still be rich and alive. Why? Because you have all spiritual blessings. He's taking care of you. Why? Because it was part of his plan. He planned it from the top, from the start. Let's all pray, and we're going to worship one more time together. Father, I love you, and I thank you. Thank you that we can live in your kingdom, in your righteousness, peace, and joy. Thank you for every spiritual blessing that you've given to us. We receive this, and we say yes and amen to it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for taking your word and ministering according to every need that's represented today. Father, I pray you bless the rest of the weekend. Let it just be a sacred time for remembrance and for family and connectivity and for rest. And help us to ponder these spiritual blessings throughout the week. We praise you in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen.